0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode on the Miraculous Being series. I'm your host and self-awareness coach, Shweta Shivraman, and this is a show where we discover, learn, and implement lessons from others' life journeys, others who I believe epitomize miraculous in its true spirit, individuals who live life to the fullest, who worked hard on themselves to reach where they are today, and are passionate in what they do. Today, we have a phenomenal leader as a speaker. It is none other than Shilpa Ajwani. Shilpa is the founder and CEO of Uno Mantra, a business strategy consulting and leadership advisory firm that enables leaders and businesses to thrive by aligning strategy with purpose. She uses her rich professional experience of three decades to enable growth for brands, leaders, communities, and organizations using her unique positioning approach. She has also founded SheMantra, a global community of women entrepreneurs in the coaching and consulting domain. Among the many accolades that she has won was CEO of the Year 2017 conferred by Economic Times Polymer Awards while she was leading Tupperware India as the Managing Director. She is a much sought after speaker, panelist, mentor and advisory board member. And now it's time for us to hear from her. Let's jump in. Hi Shilpa, welcome to the Being Miraculous show. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today.
1: Thanks for inviting me Shweta. What a pleasure to have this conversation with you and um, I see how purpose-oriented you are towards your audience. So that's a little bit extra pressure on me but something I'm looking forward to today for sure.
0: (laughs) No pressure, it's just a heart-to-heart conversation and I'm sure um, there's so much value uh, our listeners will gain just by listening to us. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation, but uh, maybe for the audience's sake, we could start with your journey where you could highlight maybe a couple of pivotal moments uh, that probably brought you to where you are or who you are today.
1: Sure. Um, So Shweta, I am someone who was born and brought up in Delhi, um, had an amazing childhood, uh, comfortable, full of love, lots of values in action that I could see, coming right from my parents. And I love going to school. Um, And I think the first pivotal moment came at that very sensitive cusp in somebody's life as I was leaving school and getting ready to go into college. So that's the first time when I encountered, you know, the dilemma of taking a decision which perhaps can have an impact on the rest of your life. So I was in class 12, uh, which is the final year in Indian schools. And, um, and here I was busy preparing to become a doctor and getting ready to give my uh, exams, which would allow me to get an admission into a medical school. And just at that uh, moment, uh, my father was detected with the need of a sudden bypass surgery at a young age of 49. We hadn't anticipated that. None of us were prepared for something like that. And it was a very big event for us as a family. And, uh, and that really changed the course of my life because uh, I really missed out on a lot of the medical entrances that year. Uh, but thankfully, I scored really well in my class 12 examinations, which allowed me uh, the opportunity to get an entrance into a good college. But it meant that I had to change my stream from sciences to humanities, because I chose to study economics. It was the year 1991. India was uh, opening up, liberalizing as an economy. I was loving everything that was happening around us, to us, uh, whether you saw us as consumers, whether you saw us as young, starry-eyed people, wanting to see how the the entire world lives and, uh, and, and grows in their careers professionally. So a lot was happening. A lot of multinationals were coming into the country at that point in time. So it was a unique time in history. And I found myself at the center of it all by studying economics. And um, I loved the subject. I loved how it opened up my eyes to um, the possibility of every one of us being a change maker. And I decided to then pursue a career in the corporate world. Versus wearing a a white coat and then becoming a doctor. That's a dream sometimes. Maybe I still nurture in my heart somewhere. But I will go back to the words my father's surgeon told me. And he said, Shilpa, if you have it in you, you will find a way to serve. Because serving, service is an intent. It is not something which is just an action. It starts from a place of intent. And there are many ways to go out and serve people. And I think that stayed with me, even as I built a corporate career. And the next pivotal moment was very interesting. It happened several years after I had been rising in the corporate world, uh, becoming very successful, uh, donning many different hats, uh, traveling around the globe, busy jet setting, taking on a lot of responsibilities, handling large size teams as a CXO. And when I had done that for quite a few years, in my mind i thought i was ready to be a leader of the business and uh, and with that confidence i went and approached my super boss and i said that what is you know that moment where i you know can take on that position inside of our organization and i was looking at him with hopeful eyes i knew i had a lot of respect in the organization uh, he himself had given me Enough and more compliments and uh, amazing results uh, had happened under the leadership, um, you know. So, so I was all prepared to hear something really amazing from him. And what happened next is something that again was a pivotal moment in my life and career. So he looked at me and firstly, he was very foxed that, that somebody can come up and even ask this. When he got over that little shock, I guess, that's where he started to, to think. And, and what came out of his mouth that day was that, Shilpa, you know, we all respect you. You are somebody who is such a subject matter expert. And that's the term he used. Um, There's so much good that has happened in your leadership, under your leadership. And uh, we highly value that as an organization. But very honestly, I think you'll make a good number two. I don't think you could really be a number one leader in an organization. Now here, because I had set my hopes so high, uh, and not just me, a lot of people around me felt that that should be the natural next step, which anybody you know, should deserve to get after putting in you know, so much of hard work and uh, producing the results more than anything else and when i heard that of course firstly i was heartbroken so it was a breakdown moment but um but when i really you know went home that night and i thought through it i said you know this has happened for a purpose and let me just sit down and and find out what really that is i don't think the the idea was to break me or to insult me or to say they don't believe in me It is something that the gentleman sees very differently from what I do. Um, However, when I asked for feedback on on what I lacked uh, that could not let me be a number one, he did not have a good enough answer. So that also left the room open for me to introspect that uh, it is time I take my, my career in my hands. We cannot allow anybody else to dictate what we should do, when we should do, when we will get promoted, to what, and where are our limits? Where's that ceiling, really, the famous ceiling? And I hadn't even given this a gender lens at that point in time. It was just a very professional conversation, and that's how I took it. But the pivot I I made was saying that I'm 100% accountable, 100% responsible. I cannot change the decision of the organization. What I can change is making myself you know, worthy of taking on the number one mantle. I'm not going to give up on that because that is something i worked hard for. So I did not let that get to me. In fact, I used that as a moment of great introspection. From that reflection came a few improvement areas I thought I will have for myself. And it also allowed me to say yes to an opportunity when I was headhunted out for uh, a CEO position uh, in just a couple of months after that. I evaluated that offer. I didn't want to jump into it just because it was giving me what I wanted. And uh, when I was very sure that this is an amazing next place for me to test my mettle, I said a yes. But the lesson here was 100% responsibility and opportunities will come when you believe in yourself, the world will start to believe in you. So that was the second pivotal moment. And I think the third one really came in my mid-40s, Shweta, As I was cutting my birthday cake and reflecting upon, it's been a good life, an amazing corporate career, and now it can be a life that can be a life of significance. And uh, I decided to turn entrepreneur in my mid forties. Let go of the golden handcuffs, the title, the huge identity that you hold, especially as um, a leader of an organization and walked away from it all uh, to start my career from scratch as an entrepreneur I had been a leader to several entrepreneurs micro entrepreneurs in fact more than 500,000 of them in my entire career around the world and now it was time to become one myself and I took that punt it's been four years plus and I enjoyed every single day of it all so that's my story
0: Wow, amazing. Um, I get goosebumps every time I hear your story and this time was no different. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, walking us through your journey. And I think uh, the pivotal moments that, uh, and the lessons that I take away definitely uh, is that you can have the intent, if you have the intent to serve, you will find a way uh, to serve no matter where or what you're doing. Uh, That was very, very powerful. And the second was taking responsibility and owning up and believing in yourself uh, to prove your metal right and i think it takes great courage and vulnerability to really review and reflect and contemplate what is it that we can do better and uh, i you i've heard you say this a lot of times and i think it came across in your story as well on using breakthroughs i mean using breakdowns as a way for breakthrough And I think you've actually done that in your life. And I'm just curious because when initially we go through a breakdown or, you know, our dreams don't really happen the way we want it to happen. uh, There's a lot of heartbreak and there's a lot of uh, disappointment. So from that stage, how do you really turn it around to a breakthrough? How did you make it happen for yourself?
1: I think a breakdown is tough, whichever way you look at it. And uh, each time, every time, it is tough. It doesn't get easier because, you know, if you are really taking a path of adventure, you are not sitting inside in a comfortable zone uh, where where you are not going to have those breakdowns. That's the only place you may not encounter breakdowns. But, but that's a sad place, right? Because it, it doesn't allow you to grow. It stifles everything good inside of you. But the moment you get out of that comfort zone and and you really start to get into the fear zone before you hit the growth zone. So that's where I think a lot of our realizations, the lessons uh, come to the fore. And uh, over a period of time, I think I created a little framework for me to decode that and to to live through that and, and to not allow the breakdown to get to me Uh, And in fact, to see it all the way through till I got that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And today I, um, you know, use this framework with a lot of my clients uh, and and they seem to do wonderfully well with that because it's one of the tools that we use to build the resilience muscle. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
1: a muscle and you do build it over time uh, once you start to actually welcome the process and, and not fear it. So, so what are those five steps? Uh, I call them the 5A framework. Mm-hmm. And Shweta, it starts first with, you know, sitting quietly in the awareness, just to get that awareness of mm, what has happened. Yeah, and, and, and sit in that moment to soak it all in, to, to feel it fully and to have that realization that what is it? Right, and then not rush that that particular time, that pause, which is so essential. And, and once you sort of you know got that awareness, and you're operating from that awareness, the next stage then is really a stage of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's where you know we move from the hugely emotional to the more logical, right, uh, where we start to interpret. As we are accepting that, you know, how did this happen, right? And 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 why this this why did this happen to me? Yeah. So um, so that is something which I think is also an important stage where you need to fully feel the feelings, um, own them and uh, and not judge yourself for having those because you're already going through something which is a tough situation for you and on top of that if you judge yourself uh and most of us are, are sharp critics uh and uh, and you know first i didn't get that and now you know i'm sitting and moaning you know so so you do double damage to yourself so that's something that i say no no you know just accept it and and start to move to the third stage which is assess So in assessment, we really come to a place where we are looking at, okay, so this has happened. This has happened to me. It's really tough. It's unfortunate. Um, What are the options that I have in front of me? Who can I ask for support, right? What are some of the things that I feel I'm capable of doing? So this is typically a place where we sit down and we revisit our strengths. We revisit um, you know, past turmoils where we successfully overcame those to move ourselves to a better place. We look at examples of sometimes other people who've been able to navigate something similar and come out on top, uh, You know, really uh, being able to navigate that so beautifully. And all of that gives you a feeling of strength, it gives you a feeling of being prepared. And that leads you to the fourth A, which is really taking action on that. Because without action, everything is just a thought and we can keep ruminating and overthinking and stressing ourselves. But the idea is to quickly move from the assess stage, take whatever support you need, and move to the action stage to actually do something about it. Because action then generates a lot of energy. It, 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 changes your vibration and it allows you to start acting in a way that will move you to a place where you enter the zone of possibilities right so so fear starts to give way to possibilities your thinking changes your energy is different and your mind becomes a lot more solution oriented uh, and far away from that first stage where you were sitting in awareness and in shock with what had happened. So already you can see in step four, you've moved a long way from there. And the last step really is to acknowledge. Once you've taken that action, you sit down with yourself again and acknowledge that how far have I come? What all did I do? How have I fared? Has it given me the outcomes that I wanted to create? And if there are big wins that you have, you need to celebrate and pat yourself on the back. And, and if things are still not, you know, where you want them to be, then you know that I can start it all over again and I can reach a place that I as, I mean, that is my desired place. And, and that really is the breakthrough. So the first step was, I mean, if I just bookend this framework from breakdown and the last is the breakthrough that you emerge from. So that's how I do it. And it works for others as well.
0: Amazing, amazing. And I think what I really love about this framework is It doesn't sugarcoat or, you know, go into toxic positivity about what things happen to you. You completely feel, process the emotions and then logically say, how am I going to change things for me? And, you know, still work towards that goal. And amazing. I really love that. I'm going to use those five A's. Uh, That's uh, powerful. Thank you. So the other question that I was curious about was the third pivotal moment that you mentioned, right, that uh, you were in the peak of your career, leading an organization and, uh, you know, global exposure, everything that probably women, you know, at the start of their careers are probably seeking for. You were at that peak and that point you switched to entrepreneurship. So curious, what prompted that transition and what intention was it uh, which made you to move uh, towards entrepreneurship?
1: So for me, you know, I think, and I say this with a lot of gratitude, a lot of humility, Shweta, that success came to me, I wouldn't say effortlessly, I think I was always challenged and uh, worked hard to get it, but it did come to me in beautiful ways um, that I couldn't even have imagined. And uh, I became a managing director at the age of 38, which is young. And then to be leading a multinational corporation's uh, India operations at that age uh, to handle a team, um, uh, also participate with uh, global strategy and have, uh, you know, really a big contribution uh, towards that as well. Um, While bringing up uh, uh, my son, uh, you know, Also being a family person and that's something very important for me as well. Um, To be able to accomplish all those things um, was already very gratifying at the age of like 38 for me. And by the time I was approaching my mid-40s, I had... uh, The fortune of leading not one but two organizations so my last assignment in the corporate world was that of managing director for Tupperware brands in India Mm -hmm. and uh, as I was leading Tupperware um, one of my birthdays my 45th birthday I think to be exact um, you know once the cake was cut and I had some alone time that night to reflect I, I said a big thank you first and and you know I felt that it has been a life of amazing success. Everything that I just told you and and things which I think if I start telling you, it'll, you know, take several podcasts. That's Mm -hmm. how lucky I was. That's how blessed I felt that night. And I felt that what would it take for me to make this life from a life of success to a life of significance? Mm -hmm. Even bigger significance. And I think when you ask yourself the right questions, the answers to those become pivotal moments in your life. They just have to, if you've asked yourself the right question. And this is something that really stayed with me. And uh, in a few months after that, uh, you know, I, I really converted this, this thought into action (laughs) and and I, you know, really planned my exit uh, in a way that would be comfortable for the organization and would be, you know, good for me. I didn't want too much time to overthink this because it's so easy to get back to the comfort zone, isn't it? Very, Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and and that's something I was very determined that I'm doing it for all the right reasons and I'm going to take uh, a very honest attempt at doing this and doing this well. And that's what really inspired me to um, start my strategy consulting and leadership advisory firm called Uno Mantra. And uh, that's uh, the work I do with uh, consumer and lifestyle brands. Um, I use uh, an approach called purpose positioning, which uh, you know, really allows me to, to enable them to marry strategy with their purpose and anchor their business growth based on purpose and that's something that I really wanted to do especially with more new age organizations and with younger leaders and their teams and organizations and that's been very very fulfilling for me honestly so that's the work I do and I think it was that birthday that that made this pivot really possible
0: Uh, amazing I love that life of success to a life of significance Uh, wow And, uh, you know, I'm curious, uh, I would like to come to the positioning piece, but before that, what you mentioned, right, that we are all in that comfort zone, and there is this stage of, you know, fear before we get to that stage of growth. And the stage of fear is almost debilitating, right, if when you're there, uh, when you've left behind everything that's familiar, and that stage of growth is nowhere visible, right, like, it's like you're lost at sea and you're in search of that land (laughs) to really survive and get there. how have you managed situations where you've been in that space of you know out of comfort zone, nowhere near growth, uh, how do you really handle the emotions and the insecurity, self-doubt and probably all the critics uh, coming up in our head and still acting towards those goals and desires? So I think you
1: know one is challenged constantly and like I said, if you if you take a path which is a path of expansion, constantly challenging yourself to grow, Uh, it does mean that you have to let go constantly of who you were before to become who you are meant to be in that next stage of your life and uh, for me I think I would say the toughest example of this really was when I gave birth to my son Mm -hmm. and uh, he came a full one month before schedule So, Mm -hmm. so you know I mean, I don't even think we had really bought his clothes because I was just trying to tie in everything at office. Uh, It was a time where I was growing in my career and the organization that I was in was also going through a pretty tough turnaround situation. So uh, things were challenging there. Um, A lot of, you know, hard work, critical decision-making, tough choices. So in every way, uh, emotionally, physically, I would even say mentally, spiritually. I mean, we were stretched making that turnaround happen. It was tough. It was also tough and challenging because a lot of us were very young and this was perhaps the first time that we had encountered that critical situation in the business and understood the importance of really quickly working on a turnaround situation, how important it is to save lives, to save careers, to save reputation all of it, the stakes were really, really high. And uh, and this was an absolutely new situation. So there was no playbook I could open up and, and read as to what do I do next? Because every day was a new day. And it called upon us to be the best leader that we could be in the, that situation. And uh, here I was in that professional frame. And then the baby came a full month ahead of time. Uh, and when you have a premature baby, then, you know, you need a lot more care. Um, and, and nobody prepares you to be a mother, really, honestly, you can read all the books you want. And those were not the days of the internet where Google, uh, came to the rescue for virtually everything. So for every little cough, every time the fever shot up, uh, you know, the temperature shot up and he had high fever, I panicked, right? And, and coincidentally, that also happened to be the day I had a travel scheduled or, um, you know, a big meeting in the office or the global CEO was coming in. So how do you really look at integrating both these realities of your life and you are not prepared for either of them? Yeah. yeah? And you get them both together. together. <laughs> so after a while, you're like, okay, Okay, bring it on.
0: You, know? you have no other <laughs> <And> choice.
1: <laughs> no other choice. And, and yet you know that somewhere in your heart, you know that this is also going to be the most fulfilling time of your life. Imagine if you could emerge out of this stronger and you could be in your capacity, whatever your version that you can be of the best mother to that little boy. And you can be a leader to the team that the team needs at that point in time. Uh, how fulfilling would that be? And I think just, just even that thought uh, on many sleepless nights uh, kept me going. And uh, of course, we emerged out of it. The company not just turned around, but became a huge um, profitable uh, contributor to the worldwide business a big, uh, powerful, well reputed brand in the country. and on the other side, I was really happy to see my son and the way he was growing and um, and how independent he was and how um, how much love and respect he had for the work that I was doing. So um, so I think it it just gave me so much joy at a later date. But at that point in time, I think it just sucked everything inside of me and how. So um, the idea is to really tap into your strength. And we have oodles of it. There is that reservoir, the secret reservoir we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and The idea is to tap into it when you most need it and take liberally. and And then to give back to it liberally when you have an extra of that energy of all of the good fortune that life has given you.
0: Amazing, amazing. So what I really took away was, um, you know, how do you really make sure that you zoom out of whatever crisis you're facing and keep that perspective that this will, this is going to pass and you are going to emerge stronger one day. But having that perspective in the middle of a crisis can help us tap into that reservoir of strength that you spoke about and really feel uh, grounded enough, even in the chaos, uh, despite the madness. Amazing, amazing. And uh, now probably if we were to go into the whole per-positioning aspect of it, right? I think uh, I love how you've coined that term, uh, per-positioning. Maybe you could walk us through what per-positioning is and probably for listeners who are individuals looking to build their personal brand or entrepreneurs building their brands, uh, where or how should they go about creating this differentiated strategy for themselves? So per-positioning is a combination
1: of two words, purpose and positioning. And if I were to look at it uh, with respect to my strategy consulting firm, uh, it really meant that it enabled businesses that I worked with, my clients, to position their business uh, based on purpose. And, and I am a strategist and I'm always looking at uh, creating, you know, differentiation. So they say that in strategy either, and. Not they say. Michael Porter has taught us that you can either have cost leadership, uh, you know, as a strategic advantage, or you can have differentiation, right? And um, and and I think when I really look at uh, the foundation of every business and what can truly differentiate it and give it a sustainable competitive advantage, and that's the purpose of strategy as well, right? Sustainable competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, to me, there's nothing better than than making the time to really reveal that purpose to you because whatever we do, whatever as a founder we begin, uh, there there has to be a seed and and that seed is purpose and out of that seed when it germinates you you see the shoots and then eventually it becomes a fruit bearing tree uh, that can be there for years and years and you can keep reaping Uh, you know, the the benefits of having planted that and and looking after that from the seed stage. But if we don't know what that seed is and we don't nurture it in a way that it can become like this tall, solid tree one day, uh, that's where we lose the essence of what are we building and why are we building. So, So if I look at it in the context of your audience today, Shweta, as you said, a lot of them are very keen to build their personal brands Um, And if I am, say, in a service-based business or I'm wanting to build my personal brand as a business owner or as a corporate professional, either ways, connecting back with your purpose and helping to reveal that is important. But when we say purpose, let's not just talk about the word purpose, which Simon Sinek has made, you know, famous. Everybody understands that in theory, and we were chatting about it, right, sometime back as well. But how do you really put it in action? Mm -hmm. So how do you make it concrete so that it means something to you? So I think the first thing is to really sit down with yourself. And the starting point is our values. Mm -hmm. And again, many people omit that step, right? They, They want to jump straight into whatever they've learned as a template. And I'm not a believer of just filling up templates because that's the cool thing to do. I think we have to really go back and look inside of us as to what do we really value as, as a corporate professional or as a business owner? Uh, what are the things that are really important to us? What are our non-negotiables in life and in business, right? And when we start to list those down, I think you start to see a pattern. And, and th- from those values, you know, really will, will emerge your purpose because then your purpose is about your own existence that why do i exist right the next question is for whom do i exist because purpose is not really something you do in isolation it's not just for you though many people think it's about me and and one fine day i'll know what to do with my life this one life which i'm so confused about but that aha moment when it comes you'll realize it always involves an audience Right. Even if you have to build a personal brand, a brand seen by whom, admired by whom, important to whom, right? So there's there's always the other at play. So, so we have to realize that we are all born with a purpose, every single one of us. And that's the why behind our existence. But for whom is a very important question. And if you start to define that uh, in as much detail as possible, That's really a very essential step in building your personal brand. And and the last step really is that why should those people really care that you exist? And and when you are able to make meaning of this last bit, that's where you truly shift the focus from me to we to us. And, And that holds true for a corporate leader who leads a business, who leads a team, right? Who even leads him or herself and brings themselves to work every day. You could be inside an organization. Equally works for someone um, who is a business owner. You could be a solopreneur. You and your business are the same. So, So your purpose and perhaps many times the purpose of what you start as your venture is so intertwined,
0: Yeah.
1: right? And what we cannot neglect is that who are we for, and how do we really serve them. So this whole question of serving, it's not just for people like Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And neither do we all need to become a Mother Teresa. So, so that's where I want to make it concrete, that even if you can make really amazing chocolates, and then that's your business, mm-hmm. you make people happy because when they eat chocolate, they, they are happy and then you do that with love, you do that with a sense of purity, choose the best ingredients. Yeah. Um, that, that could very well be your purpose. Yeah, yeah? And, uh, and by doing so, when you expand, you also employ more people, uh, you create a warm place where people can come in and, and have a good conversation over coffee and chocolate, so many possibilities. So, so everybody doesn't need to be a world leader uh, to live their purpose. Everybody doesn't even need to be an entrepreneur to live their purpose. That's the other fallacy, which is uh, there. Yeah. Wherever you are planted, that's what I say. Bloom where you are planted and bloom purposefully.
0: Yeah, so beautiful, so beautiful. And uh, I love that, right? Why, but for whom and why should they care? Uh, and that is what is going to take us from I, we to us uh, so uh, beautifully put, and um, what you just shared—bloom where you're planted—it uh, reminds me of the purpose of Sri Mantra. Uh, that's what we're working towards this year, and I think it's amazing. I've, I've experienced the magic of the community that you've managed to create, right? And. Uh, That's what I was thinking to myself as well. It's one thing for a founder to realize the purpose and build something based on it, but to really build a community around it uh, and have people leading uh, so many micro communities and things, the magic that I've seen in She Mantra, I think that's a whole other ballgame, right? So uh, how have you managed to create that magic uh, with She Mantra?
1: So, Shimantra is very special to me. It's my passion project. So, Uno Mantra is my profession and Shimantra really is my passion. And Shimantra was born right in the middle of the pandemic in July 2020. Uh, It really came to me one day when I had a client call for um, re-strategizing their business because of the sudden lockdown in India uh, because of the COVID-19. And as I put that phone down that day, Shweta, I really sat down and I thought about it. I said, clients like these, they have access to funds, they have access to experts, and they can really pivot so quickly. Fortunately for that gentleman, there was also a family which would take care of home and he could just focus purely on making sure his business survived the pandemic. I said what about a lot of women entrepreneurs especially those in service-based businesses where they and their service are one Mm -hmm. you cannot distinguish right they are their own product they are their own service and they are their own brand now a lot of these women who are amazing coaches consultants and counselors what were they doing at that point in time they were cooking cleaning and caregiving So I said the three C's have got all warped, and we've got that all wrong, but it was something none of us could help because that is what was needed, right? But I said, there has to be a way that at least through this storm, if we can come together and I'm a big believer in abundance and I'm a big believer in the power of collaboration because I think an abundance mindset and a collaborative spirit leads to miracles. And it was with that intent that She Mantra began. And I founded She Mantra by reaching out to women, literally one woman at a time uh, and women entrepreneurs in service based businesses, because I felt they had the least support. And and we would lose a lot of great talent in our country and perhaps across the world if we if we don't really hold ourselves, uh, you know, and, and can support each other through this and not one woman said no to me, Shweta, and, um, and woman by woman, one woman at a time, uh, Shimantra got created. My role is that of a catalyst today, and we've got all these amazing women. We are very niche. We've grown organically only by invitation. And we are more than 430 women in over 11 countries across the world today. Uh, we started off as a digital community. Now we have city meetups, We have uh, learning sessions. We've got uh, virtual coffee get-togethers. We've got amazing micro-communities, which enable us to grow personally and professionally each day, every day. And more than that, we have love, we have friendship, and we have that abundance principle at the, the foundation of everything that Shimantra is. And to me, that's been so gratifying that started with, again, purpose, at its foundation, at the core, this is something which is like a living example of purposition. Yeah, uh, and uh, and you've experienced it. I've experienced it. Uh, it's it's magical because of the people we have here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I think. Uh been just a couple of months for me and I, I I'm usually an introvert it takes a time for me to really open up and I already have such a sense of camaraderie even if it is to a few people or to the community yeah. there's just such a connection that you feel and you may not even have met more than 90% of them right uh, but still that sense of belonging is so strong and I think like you rightly said at the core of it is that purpose and that abundance uh to share and grow and collaborate together and uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really magical what you've created. Thank you so much. I think uh, that transition that you were looking for from success to significance. Uh, I can vouch for the significance in terms of the impact that it has created. So um, thank, you. thank you for that. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so probably I'll have one last question before we go into the rapid fire. Uh, I think uh, this was also um, something I've heard you say before. Um, mostly in the context of scaling up businesses, that it's very important to build a strong foundation. And then you can build a skyscraper over it, and it will be steady. And for some reason, when I heard you say that it also, to me, reflected that life is also similar, right? There are many foundation blocks that you build in terms of values, or, uh, you know, whatever goes into making that strong foundation. And I think you build a life well lived over that. So For listeners who are probably in their 20s, early 30s, still figuring out what life is and really confused about where to go, how to navigate the ups and downs, uh, how would you say they can go about building that strong foundation for themselves?
1: We can always connect the dots only backwards, as Steve Jobs said, and uh, when I started to do that for my own life, a few things emerged for me very strongly. And that's something that I would love to share with those, especially those who are in their 20s and 30s, because your entire life is ahead of you. And and it's not too much, but it's a few things. If done well and done at the right time, they can make a big difference to the quality of your overall life. And I will go back and you've probably heard a lot of it during this podcast already, but I will really go back to saying that start with saying I am responsible. I am 100% responsible for my life and my career. And the moment we say that, you immediately change from playing victim to being a victor. It's a very empowering statement. It might feel scary if you're not used to taking responsibility, but hey, you know, if you don't take responsibility for your life, and allow someone else or wait for other people to do that. Guess what? It may not happen or it may not happen when you want it and how you want it. And is that a desirable way to live? So that's the first thing. I take 100% responsibility of me. Um, right. Um, the second is to, to sit down at least once a year, I would say, and and to go deep in trying to understand your values. Uh, I say that again, because when we lead busy lives, um, also when we are surrounded by friends, co-workers, social media influences, sometimes we forget who we really are. And, and especially in the younger years, the tendency is to fit in rather than to stand out. And all the forces are in a way conspiring to make you more like everybody else so that you don't feel like an oddity. So you do that to yourself. The others do that to you as well. Everything from the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you uh, make career choices, life choices, life partner choices. A lot of that is, I mean, dictated by outside external factors and internal conditioning. So can you challenge that? And then the way to do that is first to know who you are and to connect back with your values. The third is, uh, and I can't say that enough, to really know what your purpose is. And Maybe you cannot be living that at the age of 23 or so you feel. But once you start to at least have that awareness, over a period of time, you will start to see that you design a life which is far more in alignment with your purpose than it is against it. Because it's sad if you discover that at the age of 40 or 50 or 60, and then you have all those regrets of things you could have done, the person you could have been. Um, and you weren't. So, so now that you have access to information like this, take it seriously and, and use it, right? And the fourth thing, which is, is a very useful tool, um, and Shweta, I've seen this work again amazingly well with uh, my clients, is called the Wheel of Life, where we help you to look at your entire life as a wheel with different sections so you have uh, the health section the wealth section the career the relationships contribution hobbies right so all of these things together form our life Mm -hmm. but when we are young sometimes it's just career sometimes it's just romance sometimes it's uh, you know uh, tight finances, or sometimes it's, it's just the urge to break away, rebel, and not have any discipline, uh, and then live with that streak of madness for a while, only to perhaps regret it later because you don't have anything close to, uh, you know, earning a decent retirement corpus when you would need it. Right. So everything has consequences. So so that's where look at your life in entirety, and this wheel of life allows you to harmonize all different areas of your life and see them together rather than seeing them as disjointed parts. That's why I never believe in work-life balance because there wouldn't be balance. It's, it's a misnomer. You go all in at work at times and you go all in, um, um, you know, in love at all, you know, some of the times. So, so but but overall, how can you harmonize all these areas so that you create a life by design and not by default? So, so that's something which I think is something that will enable you. And last but not the least, like I keep saying, don't just think of the I, but think of those around you and, um, and think about not just fitting in, but, but what could you do that could add value to you and everybody around you? And believe you me, that will leave you in a state of big fulfillment and perhaps it will lead you to your purpose as well. Right. So these are the five things that I I really strongly advocate. 100% responsibility, connection with your values, helping yourself to reveal your purpose, doing the Wheel of Life exercise at least once every year. And last but not the least, really look at uh, the others and not just yourself uh, as the center of the universe, but seeing how do you add value with everything you do.
0: Beautiful and so actionable. Thank you so much for that, Shurpa. I think uh, for any listener who's probably just starting out, I think that gives so much, uh, such a beautiful direction and a holistic direction, like you said, right? Because we're just so narrow-minded in terms of what is right in front of our eyes at a young age. And uh, I think that's very, very powerful. I wish someone had told me that a couple of years ago, but never too late. (laughs) Never too late. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Amazing. Uh, Are you ready for the rapid fire round? Oh, yes. Born ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that spirit. All right. So we'll start with the easy ones. Uh, morning person or night out? Morning person. Hmm. Punctual or always behind schedule? Punctual. Hmm. I like the pause there. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to lie, but, but I, I would say that, yes, I am punctual. Okay so books, movies, podcasts. Podcasts, books, movies in that order. Okay interesting and any top three books or podcasts that you would recommend? Um,
1: Miraculous (laughs) Uh, but but honestly I um, have had the fortune of being mentored by uh, by a lot of podcasts that I, I hear so Uh, I think I would say uh, Lewis Howes, The Greatness Show. Then Brené Brown's uh, Dare to Lead. I think uh, that's something which is uh, very, very uh, interesting and new. Um, Then the third is really a a toss-up between I would say maybe the Tim Fells show for me um, or it's the consulting success podcast depending on if I really want to get uh, into my my work stuff that's where I would uh, want to listen to the consulting success podcast as well. So, so these are the
0: three which are my
1: like go-to and then I hear a, a huge variety.
0: Lovely, lovely. Yeah, I think School of Greatness, I've not gone into Dare to Lead but uh, yeah, School of Greatness and Tim Ferriss are my go-to podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, three non-negotiables in your daily routine. Um, Speaking to my
1: parents and my son, so my son studies in London, so so some form of communication has to be established otherwise my day is not complete. Uh, um, The second is to really do a reflection uh, at night with just three things, what did I do well during the day what could I have done differently and one thing which I definitely did which allowed me to live my purpose Wow! so very simple and if there has to be a, a third then it has to be did I add value to myself and to others in some way or not so, so, so that's something which also I do very intentionally it's not just by chance or if i have the time but did i add value to myself and to someone else at least one other person amazing amazing one word to
0: describe the pandemic for you uh
1: transformational
0: mm-hmm. amazing okay and um, your role models and probably qualities that you admire in them
1: I think the earliest role models, like with many people, um, were my parents, are my parents. And I think three things that I'd really take from them apart from many others would be empathy, um, resilience and their work ethic. So um, even though my mom turned homemaker after I was born, uh, but it's just amazing to see uh, both of them in action. And now they are in their 80s and um, it's incredible how they connect with everybody else. So, so that's really personal. Um, I think on on the other side, professionally, uh, Sir Richard Branson has been, um, you know, uh, I, I call them not role models, but mentors. So I, I pick up things from, from different people. And from him, one of the things uh, I, I first discovered was you could actually own an island and live on it. So <laughs> apart from many other things. So, so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, he seems to be having a good time and he owns an island. And um, yeah, that, that that would be a nice model to emulate. So, uh, but, but I, I like him a lot. Um, I also like uh, Simon Sinek. You've seen his influence on my work, my thinking, and uh, Seth Godin. I mean, these two people, um, and I would also add here Richard uh, Rummel, many people haven't heard of him, but he's uh, a strategy professor, mm-hmm. uh, the author of Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, apart from several other papers, books. Um, I really admire these gentlemen for having sensitivity, of having uh, originality. I, I really value original thinking a lot, and I feel we lack that in our world in many ways, mm-hmm. but I do feel that they they bring it out and they do it in a way which is simple, They make it easy for the common person to understand what they are talking about. So that simple ideas can become big movements. Yeah, Amazing.
0: Simple ideas becoming big movements. Okay. Um, Any message you'd have for a women leader, either a woman in corporate or a woman entrepreneur who are uh, on their journey, on their journey to success. uh, Any message you'd give for them?
1: I would say if you are on that whole journey especially if it's a journey of self-transformation which actually every journey is um right If, if you just don't stop and you go on i would i would say that please remember that it is hard in the beginning it is messy and it gets messier in the middle but i can promise you that the end is beautiful it does take you to a place you've never been before uh, when you operate from a sense of awakening, from a sense of um, a transformed soul, from a sense of uh, so much more awareness of, of your inner power, um, it's a very beautiful state to be in. But to get to that state, I think you have to confront your demons. You have to constantly challenge yourself and you have to make yourself so uncomfortable. That's the messy part. And the more opens up, that opens up, like peeling an onion the more amazing things start to come in. I will not use other words to scare you, but it's not easy to to look at yourself and go deep, but it's a journey worth taking and embarking upon.
0: So go for it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And um, thank you so much for all the things that you've shared in our conversation. I, I'm probably gonna keep listening to this again, and I'm sure our audience is also gonna have so many takeaways. Uh, But if there's one thing you want the listeners to walk away with uh, from this one hour that we've spent on this show, uh, what would that be?
1: I would say taking 100% responsibility, everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. And when you take 100% responsibility, you just show up differently. And um, and, and the thing that I learned from you Shweta is something I would also want to highlight over here that we've often you know seen that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything and I have seen how meticulous you are in your preparation in the way you constantly want to add value and give back to your audience whoever that audience might be I've seen uh, a visual of that at uh, I've you know, been through that experience with you and today was exactly the same. The the pains that you take uh, to bring the best to your audience, um, it's rare. Also the fact that you know them so intimately and what they might need, uh, helps you to get the best from every speaker. So, so perhaps that's the other thing that I want them to take away from you, not from me or this conversation alone, that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So make sure the way you do that one thing is something you're really proud
0: of. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. Um, beautiful and thank you for that as well. Um, thank you for all the insights that you shared and I'm really glad uh, you could take time out uh, to be a part of this conversation and thank you for the many insights. I'm going to be going back to this one a lot many times. Thank you. Thank you for having
1: me here today and it was beautiful and you know, just so easy to speak with you, Shweta. Uh, So I'm glad I I spent this time with you today and not doing anything else.
0: Thank you.